0: All right. And we got t- Here we go.
1: Here we go Tony. again.
0: Hey, I'm here. There we go. All right. We-, we can hear you the whole time you can hear us. Yeah. We <laughs> were like, Tony, funny Tony. because I
2: was like, if, if I'm here talk. <laughs> but no one was talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were okay, screaming. Not- <laughs> Nobody touched their phone yeah we're good all right let me explain again why i want to do it this way um essentially what we're doing is we're we're doing a podcast right now um, and this is going to be recorded and basically for any new people who come on the team some of the conversations that we're going to have here is going to be good for some of the newer people who come along So I wanted to basically, what we're going to do is have a breakdown where Jordan, who's very, very, very good with um, customer volume, is going to speak, highlight, talk about a couple bullet points about things he's done to actually create customer volume. And even maybe talk a little bit with Adam and bring Adam in, because Adam's been doing pretty well at that as well. Um, And then that'll be about 10, maybe 15 minutes. And then we'll kind of open up the floor for any questions. If anybody has questions to ask them and say, Hey, so how did you do this? What this, how did that happen? When did you do this? Um, And then we'll move on and we'll have Tony speak, Uh, Tony and Katie, um, because you guys have been keeping your pipeline pretty filled, meaning that you've got a lot of meet and greets, a lot of people to talk to, and you've got a lot of things going on. Um, And you can kind of, Express and explain how you keep busy, and what's the thought process about that when you try to meet with people. Maybe ten or fifteen minutes about that, um, and uh, and also building building um, value when they when you when you uh, hook them up with somebody to meet with, like having them meet with uh, with Alan. You kind of build value. How show people how to build value. So you guys talk about it every 10, 15 minutes, and then we'll have uh, questions for that. And then after that, I'll kind of follow up and finish up with uh, talking a little bit about uh, the mindset of this whole process and how uh, your mind should be set and what you're thinking about when you're bringing people on and um, sitting down with them and things of that nature. And again, you can, guys can ask me questions ten minutes and for about 10, 15 minutes, and then we'll just finish up with that. And uh, we'll keep it that way. And like I said, we'll record this. So once it's done, we'll actually go ahead and pass these on to new people who come on the team as needed, if that makes sense. So So first off, we're going to start with Jordan and uh, also with Adam as well. Um, Jordan, first off, I want to say congratulations, Jordan. You're going to be a new thousand coming up very soon this month. So that's pretty cool. Uh, One of the biggest factors of him doing that is his consistency and value. Jordan has consistently had – I think we lost Adam. Really? Adam, come on, man. (laughs) Well, I don't want to do that again to get him back in. Let's see. So we'll just keep talking for now, right now. Uh, I'll see if he turns back in. Is there a way
1: um, to join? Like, have yourself join?
0: I, can, I can, can figure that out.
3: He just texted me and said he's just going to hang out and see if the sound comes back.
0: Okay. Oh, he lost the sound? Okay.
3: He, he can't hear us.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, um... Basically, um, Jordan, one of the things that Jordan has done uh, to actually uh, get his volume the way it is and get his team the way they have been, is he actually has um, consistently had a 300-point circle. And that's just him and his wife. Um, And they've even done a little bit more of that. Now, a lot of that has been customer volume. Um meaning that he's accessed his family, accessed uh, friends. Um, he's always adding customers, and you'll see that probably online and, and stuff of that. So he's always constantly uh, adding people to be part of his customer body. So he's really good at that, and I want him to talk a little bit about that, maybe 10 minutes about that, maybe ask a couple questions for me, or you or uh, give you guys a chance to ask a couple questions there, and then We'll go from there. So, Floyd, George, Jordan, go ahead and talk about it.
1: All right. Is there a way to add Adam back in here? Because, I, I, I mean, ideally I'd like him to hear that too.
0: Let me see if I can real quick.
1: Maybe there's a max amount of people you can have on one podcast.
0: Because uh, we had them all on here at one point.
2: Why do I have two spots?
1: I only see you having one. I think one is your...
0: Yeah, I just sent him the link to join. Okay. So. All right. So, we'll let him join... Um. And, again, like I said, the main thing is I really want to hear from you, Jordan, to talk about, you know, volume and how that's going for you. Because I think Tony and, of course, me as well. I mean, I really – I don't struggle with it, but it's not my strong suit. And I think you're really good at that. And I think you helping the team on that is very valuable. So, if you can, speak a little bit on it.
1: All right. Um. Hopefully Adam makes it back in here sometime. Um. So I mean, where Tony and like came in, he was he was like, "Hey, Adam." Hey. Hey, there, there you we go. Okay. Okay. Perfect timing. Oh. Okay. I don't know about <laughs> anyway. perfect.
4: Yeah, let's not say perfect.
1: <laughs> but where where. Tony kind of started out where he he went very hard into the business side and building that team and whatnot. That's like what he focused on hardcore. Well, me and Christy, we focused on the products hardcore. And so a lot of what we ended up doing is we we mastered our craft as far as product knowledge and product understanding. And so... I mean, we, we did almost a full switch over as far as going that, um, 100% out of your business. So I think that's, that is a vital, important aspect of, um, just kind of moving forward because once you have that kind of full control over what you're able to use and what you're able to like have, you understand the products intrinsically. And so, um, it took, it took, it probably took us about three months to really get to the point where, um, you know, we, we believed in what we were selling. And so just understanding those products and believing in them gives you the, gives you the confidence to talk about them. Part two is having, having those cut or those, those things on hand and you don't have to have like outside of the amount that you have on hand you don't have to have like three different versions of you know your muscle regenerator or whatever i mean i get what we get is what we use we don't really go overboard on it but we also were very good about sampling like if someone was like um like back when i had longer hair people were like man your hair always looks so beautiful like what's what's going on I would I would bring these little canisters that I had, and I just sample shampoo to people. Like, hey, try this out once, you'll understand. Like, it smells great, your hair is super soft. Um, always having like I bring three to four excess to work every day. If someone's like, man, I'm just super tired, bam, excess. Somebody says, man, I I was just about to go over and grab a grab like a granola bar or something. You know, back before they were feeding us nine times a day. I'd be like, Hey man, I got a, I got an extra bar in here if you want. And then boom, I had a girl tell me the other day, she was all like, I don't like nuts and berries. And she goes, and I love this bar. I was like, yeah. And then I'm able to break it down. Like, like, well, it's gluten free. Um, you know, they, they do everything within the, they they have the FDA come in and regulate everything themselves uh, just so they have that seal of approval understanding your products is essential to being able to talk to people about them. You know, Christy last night, um, this girl, Jesse was talking about how her, her nose was all clogged up and stuff. And she goes, well, I have this, uh, clear stuff. It's vitamin that I take from, uh, our business. You should, you should try it. Gave her one of those vitamins. And she goes, Oh, thanks. And you know, obviously she wanted to know like, like Chrissy just kind of expanded upon that conversation. It's like when you're having conversations with people, you you just kind of ask to understand their needs or understand their goals. You know, and just, she was like, you know, I was feeling really kind of run down energy wise too, until I started taking this multivitamin. And she was like, it's a women's daily pack. It really helps me out. And the girl was like, yeah, I definitely want to get in on that. And so this next week she's putting in a customer order, you know? And so it's just meeting people at their needs and having having stuff to sample. Like I said, you don't have to have a massive amount, but bring enough for you and then bring enough just, just a little bit extra so that you have that ability. I handed out one of our packets of tea today to a girl named Tina, you know? And so it's just having the ability to to work within your means with what products you have and understanding that... It all comes down to like, it's not for, it's not about you. It's about them. If you're able to if you're able to give them something or make their day better or serve them in some way, you, you hand someone a, a bar that saves them like two or three bucks over there the next time, you know, and then if they like the bar, they could turn around and buy that from you. All right. All right. Oh, Oh, and uh Sorry. <laughs> um outside of that if anybody orders from you thank you notes absolutely thank you notes um like always write handwritten thank you notes we do that and then every every time around this time of year we just every customer in our customer base we send out thank you notes just for supporting our business even if they haven't bought anything from us for an entire year it just puts that idea back in their head like oh yeah i could definitely help them out as far as family and friends go Adam can really talk on this point, mostly because there's, there's heartstrings and there's people out there. Like he was telling me the other day, he's like, there's people out there that want to support you. They, they may not believe in the business. They may not believe in what you're doing, but they love you enough to support you.
0: Nice. Yeah. So uh, that's awesome. I I know we got some questions. I want to move in just a little bit and let Adam speak on like what uh, Jordan was talking about. Save your questions. And when Adam we'll open that up for you to question Adam and uh, Jordan at the same time. But yeah, Adam, talk a little bit about the idea of, uh, you know, you having your family support you and other people who want to support you may not believe in the business, but they definitely want to support you by, you know, buying products. Talk a little bit about that and how that works.
4: Yeah, it's it's just like like what Jordan was saying, and what people say when they're presenting the plan on those evaluation nights. There, there are plenty of people in your friend and family circle who genuinely want to support you. So don't be afraid to ask them. Like, hey, started this business, and we have over four hundred and fifty different products. I'd really like to create you a customer account so that you can look through that and see if there's anything that you want. 99% of the time, they're going to say, okay, yeah, let me take a look. Um, obviously, um, not everybody has the same relationship with their mom and dad, but more often than not, you can just say, hey, you guys want some granola bars or you guys want some energy drinks or something like that. My mom actually ordered a uh, the 60-day supply of oh, I love that. vitamins. And then even people at work like I've actually found just on my team at work how many people already have been involved with in the past or know people who have been involved with Amway I had a guy who saw me drinking in excess and he started talking about like oh that Network 21 and I was like I have no idea what Network 21 is and he's like it's Amway right I was like yeah I mean I'm I'm part of that but I don't know what number 21 is. Apparently that is another like branch of Amway that's in multiple countries. They've been around forever. And he, his mom has been involved with it. And he looked at me, he was like, well, I'm buying my excess from you from now on. I was like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) And then uh, another guy that uh, at work who I've been friends with since like day one, he's He's a multi-millionaire and one of the nicest people like to his friends. He is truly one of the most supportive friends that you could think of. And he was like, yeah, man, give me a catalog. I mean, I want to I support that for sure. And he ended up uh, sampling one of the mixed mixed berry crisp bars. And he was like, yeah, I want some. And my daughter wants a box too. And he also sampled one of my uh, rhodiola pills. And he was like, yeah, dude, those things are awesome. They they give me energy, and they didn't make me crash, and they didn't give me jitters. He was like, I want to buy all those for myself. So just people around you, even just at work, don't be afraid to let them see the products, like Jordan was saying, because they they want to support you. And there's another girl at work who was started talking about Amway, and she was like, oh, yeah, I, I used to do that for a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude ever had the excess energy and she was like oh i love the orange ones she was talking mostly about how she used to sell the makeup the artistry stuff and so i said well do you want to order a 12 pack of the uh excess i can go ahead and make you a customer account if you want um i still have the light up lip gloss from the starter kit and so i said hey if you want to go ahead and get a 12 pack of the excess i can go ahead and knock off 10 percent and just for being a, a good friend and a customer i can give you the free light up lip gloss which i can then turn around and turn into customer volume nice right. uh, absolutely
1: now and what just to clarify something from this side too this isn't this isn't like us us pushing products on people this is specifically filling yeah. a need in the moment like if someone talks to you about your products, that's like them asking about your life. You know, that's that opening. And you're like, yeah, well, I got this. I got this. Uh, just kind of tell me what you need, and I probably have a product that will suit that need. You're not pushing it. You're not blasting it on Facebook or something. You're just listening. It's keeping an open ear when someone says something enough so that you're able to like fill that need in that moment. But at the same time, like in my desk drawer, I've got uh twist tubes i've got uh extra meal bars i've got the tea packs i've got uh the protein shake if someone's like man i just need a pickup sake, so, you know like i've got i've got enough stuff and i've got rhodiola and the vitamin b mixture up on my desk along with the uh um for for some of them for some people they call it my crack um i put <laughs> i i have the uh sports um focus or whatever that that, that powder the pre-workout mm-hmm. like that that'll change someone's life um <laughs> but yeah and in those yeah. moments especially in like our type of job like having something that'll give someone energy and focus that'll make the that'll make their whole world change awesome
0: <laughs> awesome Well, let's ask some questions if anybody has anything yeah definitely ask and uh we'll go from there so anybody got questions Um, I got a question. I'll start with my question. So, Jordan, you were saying uh, you edu- fully educated yourself um, on a lot of the products. Um, I know you guys used a lot of it, and that's how you kind of educated yourself. What other ways have you educated yourselves, and how did you learn about all your products other than just using them?
1: Well, um, if there's ever a new product that comes out, for the, for the first thing, read through those giant brochures they send out. Like the thing that says Artistry Home, or not Art, like uh, LSE Home, uh, Artistry, uh, Nutrition, those giant booklets that they put together, chocker box full of crazy great just factoids that you can rattle off. Um, I mean, people in sales know this. The more confident you are about your product, the more people believe that it's something that will affect their lives. Um, when I first started selling like dental insurance or the fixed indemnity products, I didn't know anything about that. And so I couldn't sell it to save my life because I, I didn't believe in it. I didn't want to sell it. I didn't understand it. But as soon as I understand a product, I'm, I, I, even if there are downsides to it, I'm able to like help someone understand how that product works. And so, you know, like with excess, I can be like, look, I don't like all the flavors of excess. I think the lemon one will turn your face inside out. But there are like there are versions of this that I really like, and the fact that we have this many to choose from I means there's going to be an excess that you like. You know, there's going to be a flavor that you enjoy. Um, man, I mean, just learning about your products is, is so huge.
4: Now, if yeah, on the uh, the Mway app uh, that Tony showed me to download a while back. At our new IBO training, there are little, like, uh, training cards and fact cards about almost every product that we offer. So, definitely read through that.
1: Yeah, and up. anytime anybody expresses interest in something, like, just re- do do a little bit of research on it. And so, that way, the next time, maybe you're like, like, if someone's like, oh, what, what's that you're drinking or something? You can be like, oh, it's this. Go home. Pull up, like, on your Amway um On the amway store or whatever there's a little thing that says more information pull it up read it that's it that's all you got to do they even have they even break it down to how it um how it like stands right next to other products
4: nice
0: nice so tony and uh katie you guys got any other questions Uh i
3: do yes um how do you guys overcome the price objection because i mean we can't get around it The majority of our products are a lot more expensive than the everyday products. And that's been the biggest objection that we've received is most people that we know and love or would even who would want to support us just physically can't because it's too expensive.
4: Yeah, I've had that a couple of times as well. I think a lot of that, there's a certain point where if it's somebody that you love, like in your family, and the price genuinely is just more than they can afford, there's not a whole lot yeah. of way to get around that unless you go into their account and, and put a discount on their form and say, hey, for this order, I can go ahead and take off 10 15%. But if it's somebody that you don't really know, just like an acquaintance or a friend that you just met, that's where those information cards and things come in. If you can really build value of our product versus your run-of-the-mill Walmart brand, then it's a lot easier for people to see that investment. Kind of like with uh, the laundry detergent. Um, Mark and Jordan talked with me one night, and Jordan explained how there's all sorts of fillers in typical laundry detergent. And when you actually look at how many loads of laundry You can do with one bottle of our laundry detergent versus your run-of-the-mill laundry detergent you can start to build and
1: sometimes sometimes it's just getting the product in their hands i mean if someone's interested in something eat the cost the first time you know just be like oh well yeah let me get you and and what we did with samples um it wasn't like like when i'm at work yeah i'll sample like one or two things but if it's someone that I really am like kind of want to become a customer or like a family member or something, yeah. I'm going to give them a 10 day supply. I'm going to give them enough that it's going to really set forth this kind of bunker. Now, in, in regards to, oh, your products are too expensive, one, you can set every single customer that if they have a $90 order, they'll get free shipping. That already cuts down a thing that people have objections about is the shipping. Now, $90 is a lot. You're like, yeah, I understand that for some people, but I mean, at the same time, if you break it down to it, my wife, um, she stopped drinking Starbucks, and we had another $300 come into our monthly allocation of funds. Jeez. Like, Dang the amount of money, me. yeah, <laughs> But I mean, the amount of money that people spend on frivolous stuff, like, Um, you know, like a Snickers and a soda, that's like four bucks. And when you like, people don't think about the price of stuff when it comes in boxes, they think about the price of stuff as one thing, then next thing. Like, and so when I, um, what's another thing, Christy? Oh, the other thing Christy does when the thing she stresses the most is that when someone's like, I don't know, it's kind of expensive. She, she just pops right in there, and she goes, you know what? There's a six-month money-back guarantee on every single item we have. Six-month mm. money-back guarantee. That yeah. means if you don't like it, you use half of it, you want your money back, you can do that. And she goes, and I encourage you to do that if you don't like it. She goes, but I believe that you're going to see enough value in this. And Amway obviously believes there's enough value in each of these products that you're not going to return it. And she goes, and trust me, I've returned things. She goes, every so often there's just something I don't like, I'll return it. By the way, do you Mm -hmm. guys know what happens when someone returns an item? What? It deducts that amount of PV off of your um, PV counter. Okay. So, like, if someone buys something big, like a Cream LX or something, and they're like, oh, well, I don't want this again, your PV can go negative.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well that's that's super super helpful. Thank you both. I appreciate it.
4: Yeah. And I wanted to uh I think I just had a thought, but I think the thought unthought
1: it <laughs> I wanna
4: add, some, add something to uh what Jordan
0: just said about yeah, it does you can go negative if you if somebody returns something. Um uh, here's a thing though that uh Amway likes to do. Um and I've had this happen before. Um, say for instance you have a mess up on your order, like you get the wrong product, or your product you don't like a certain product and you actually get to another product. Um Amway is really good at actually doing double. Um, I had a teammate a while back who was on the team a while back, uh, it was snowing out and you know, I guess UPS was really late on the order. So, like, literally, two weeks he didn't get his order. So he called up Amway and said, "Hey, I haven't got my order. I don't know what's going on." They shipped him another order, a whole another order, and the order that came that was supposed to become the first time it went back to to Amway. They shipped it again. So he got double the order just for say let, speaking up. Yeah. So some I've had that yeah. happen too. Yeah, and sometimes you, sometimes when you when you have an order and you, like, say you don't like something, you speak to Amway and say you want to send it back, what Amway will do is they'll say, is there anything else you like? They'll, they'll give you whatever you like in, in exchange, and sometimes they'll give you double of it. Yeah. So there are things that Amway does to actually make it even better. So, yeah, like he said, what Christy does is exceptional. That is a very good thing to
1: do. And just to one other follow-up thing on Amway itself, if any of you have ever had to call Amway's customer service,
2: <laughs> we were just talking about that.
1: It is one yes. of the most delightful things
2: it, it on literally the planet. Forty-five minute conversation. Yeah. It was that exactly. Nice. Exactly. It was like a and so like, delightful Southern Bell lady.
1: And exactly. so think about that. Think about the last time you called any other place's customer service, and then compare that to that. I I will I will always tell people, oh, you should just call their customer service, because.
3: That's a bad
0: day. Call them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're feeling
3: kind of lonely, call them with customer service, having some nice little chit chat with Kathy from Iowa.
1: And if, if you're if you're an IBO. They will literally take the time to explain different ways that you can make money and use their products.
4: Yeah,
2: right.
4: Yes, they they did that. That's awesome. There.
2: They literally spent thirty minutes coaching. Ooh, I remember what products. I was going
4: to say. I think yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, what were you going to say, Adam?
4: Oh, I was going to go back to what uh, Jordan was saying about like being in sales and trying to overcome the the price and stuff. Is that One big thing that they teach us at select quotes is that people love to do what other people are doing. So use numbers, let them know how much business Amway does every year. Amway has enough confidence in these products and the value that they're, that they're pricing them at because they're good products. And so many people every year use these products and that immediately triggers, Oh, well, everyone else is doing it, so I should be doing it. Mm, it is. Good one. There you go. Any more questions? It's called keeping up with the show. <laughs> no. I like
3: that. That was really helpful, guys. Thank you. That was great.
4: Yes, man. So,
0: that's awesome. You guys are awesome, Jordan and Adam. I'm excited for you guys. Oh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> And I can't wait, like I said, Jordan, to see you on stage. as a new thousand this year, or this month. Yay. Yay. <laughs> awesome.
1: Hey, yee, thanks, yee. thanks to Adam and Chris for, you know, stepping up there, too.
0: Yeah. Thank you both. Thanks, Chris. There you go. Um, so we're going to move on, and I want to talk to Tony and Katie. Um, you guys are so – it's, like, crazy. Like, this guy – First and foremost, when he started, you know everybody knows a little bit about the story about him uh, going off to camp, and you know he wasn't there right away. He had to get some stuff done, and then he got married in the middle of it. <laughs> so we all exactly, but uh, all the things that happened, you know, you would think okay, because me and Jordan especially, we a- so we know when things like that happen, usually that means uh oh. They're not going to have their list together. They're not going to be able to, you know, the pipeline. Oh, just, they're going to have. When, when Tony got back, just got right into it. Whoa, what's going on? Everybody okay? The heck was that? <laughs> but,
2: uh, keep it together.
0: <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got right into it, and the way he got into it, it was just. Putting people in front of. And not only just putting people in front of us, keeping a pipeline, a steady pipeline. And the most impressive thing, I don't even think I've said this to you, Tony. Uh, I remember having had a conversation with you on the phone and literally called me five minutes after he got off the phone with you and was ranting and raving and saying, This kid's going to be a millionaire. And you guys are going to skyrocket. And I was like, "Why you say that? I mean, it's Tony, blonde, he's handsome. I I get it." (laughs) Where's
2: all this noise coming from? It's driving me nuts.
0: Yeah, who's who's doing parts of the band? Chill
2: out, people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So
0: he he was like, uh, "I was like, yeah." Anybody who's doing parts of the band? What? Okay. Who's doing the pots and
4: pans? Not <laughs> me. It sounds like the campsite scene from Tarzan.
2: <laughs> so true. <laughs> give it in, give it out, give it in. <laughs> That was awesome. That was
4: awesome.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. So, is, is that
4: Chris? Is it Chris? <laughs> <laughs> All signs point to yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not going to admit it.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. well, Let's do this. Hey, let, we just keep talking here. So, here's the deal. Um, yeah. Alan called me and I'm like, what are you, what are you ratting and raving about this guy for? What, what's so different? He's like, well, he talked to me and I, he told me about his list. He said, this guy did not, his A list has like 500 people in it. I said, what? That can't be right. And I thought about it, and I realized I, I re- realized Tony's mentality. Everybody is a friend. Everybody Amen. is somebody we can talk to. So Tony really goes in with the thought processes. Yeah, we can. I, I want to talk to you. I want to sit down with you. And that's how I've seen him keep his pipeline full. And that's so amazing. And I want you to talk a little bit about that. And express it to everybody. Let them know, like it's not you don't pick and choose people. You just go out and talk to everybody. Everybody's somebody. And express how you keep your pipeline full. Just tell them how you're you're doing that. So, Tony and uh, Tony and Katie, your floor is yours. So go ahead.
2: Cool, cool. Well, Mark, thanks a lot. I guess I don't even realize that that's abnormal. Um, (laughs) So. That just that fills my love tank a little bit hearing you just you know compliment and encourage. I guess you know if I were to line out how that happens, um, I've had this mentality since I was young, and I I can't really tell you where I get it from. It's just always been ingrained in me. Um, it's the idea that you treat it. Everyone, not that people aren't, but you treat everyone with kindness and add value to everyone you meet because you never know whether you like that person or not. If sometime in the future you're going to need their help,
3: mm. Mm. and
2: I yes, can't sir. even begin to describe how many times that has come back like in a good way. Um, Can you
0: marry me? <laughs> nice, well done. Well done, Tony. <laughs> yeah, so...
3: Sorry, I didn't think y'all heard that, my bad.
4: <laughs> oh, we hear everything.
1: Apparently, <laughs> they even hear me putting away dishes.
2: It was, uh, <laughs> it was I was about to kick some bu- some booty. Anyway, well, Mark was complimenting me. I wanted to hear it.
1: <laughs> I didn't know it was that loud.
2: <laughs> it was really loud. <laughs> anyway, um. So I'll kind of just walk through really quick what I've been doing um, and the feeling I have because there hasn't been a million results yet, Mm -hmm. at least as far as business is concerned. But I'll tell you that it has given me an enormous set of people skills and just adding value to people, which honestly, that should be the focal point anyway. Yes, growing your business is important. Um but something that and this is just me, but earlier on, um, God really put on my heart is if I don't keep him and people at at the forefront, then I won't be successful. We won't be successful. Um and that may not be the case for everyone, but for me and and Katie and our values and where we want to go, this is literally yes, it has a financial uh aspect to it and a really good one, but the platform and the influence on people is why I'm here. Um, so when I talk to people right now, about eighty percent of the time, it's through text and Facebook initially. Um, I'll kind of go through two different, two or three different sectors. So the first one will be, I guess you could say, technological. And when I approach people. Um, Something that you'll hear a lot in audios is you'll hear this idea of you can never go too slow with people. You've never heard of people going too slow. You've just heard of people going too fast. And where I think that derives from is when it becomes personal and selfish. And so when you approach a conversation, and I'm still learning to do this too, but you approach it with the genuine agenda in mind that you're going to add value to whoever you're talking to but not just that you're going to add value to them, that you're actually going to allow them to add value to you as well. Because if you only plan on adding value to them and not letting them pour into you, then that's a one way street and not true relationship. So a lot of times when I reach out, I'll see how they're doing. I will ask a couple questions. What has allowed me to get farther is when I actually pay attention to what their response is and then ask them more questions based off what they've told me, not just having extra questions ready to go, but basing my questions off the responses I get. And then you get to a certain point where you start leaning a little bit more towards what they're passionate about after you've kind of, you know, filled their emotional tank a little bit and you figure out, you know, where are they at in life. And if in those first initial questions, you don't see that it makes sense to ask any more business related questions, then don't finish out the conversation with personal questions. Have a good conversation. And one of my personal favorites, this is just me, but find a similar vein that speaks to you. I ask people how to pray for them. Like I say, hey, I really appreciated your time. What is a way that this week I can be praying for you? And that for me Um, One is genuine because I don't think that personally I should ever use my faith as a um, way to exploit people. Um, But two, actually make sure you're following up with it. Like whether it's, hey, how can I be thinking of you? Or how can I be praying for you? Or what are some things to keep in mind this week? Or is there any way I can assist you Um, and actually mean it? And what you'll eventually find is, if they're not ready and they don't have those characteristics that you're looking for now, you'll be surprised here in six to 12 months, they might come back around and ask you how you're doing. And they might, it might be the right time in their life to go through the process. So something that Dell told me that's been really powerful is he said, as you're going through your A-list, don't have the agenda of you're trying to find your, Um, six to 12 partners have the agenda to make a true connection. And so as you're going to talk to people, having the approach of, by the time you walked away from that conversation, did you reject them or did you just have a good conversation? And yeah, as you're going through, you're going to find a couple people. Usually it's about one in 10 for me. That's actually a true fact where it turns into more conversation around business or we end up getting on a phone call. Um, But for the most part, it's just creating dialogue and healthy conversation. And so I'll kind of run through a couple scenarios super fast. I'm trying to give a lot of information in a short period of time. But um, some of because I know some people are like, well, how on earth do I reach out in the first place? So here's kind of a couple scenarios as to how I reach out. One of the first ways I do it is I say, hey, man, or hey, whatever their name is. If they're a closer friend, I'd use a personal term. If they're someone that you only have an acquaintance with, I would keep that gentle relationship and actually use their name. Um, So I would say, you know, Levi, for example. Hey, Levi. He was someone I was talking to today. I thought of you today. It's been a while. How are you? Like, how you been? It's just, and that's the truth. You you always want to stay with the truth don't ever veer from the truth so because you genuinely thought about them as someone that would be a potential candidate and so say hey i thought about you today how you been and a lot of people they love having attention on them everyone does we crave it as human beings and so that's a natural conversation starter um And then you can kind of go into some dialogue from there and adding value and just creating conversation. Um, Another one I do that Alan suggested that I've kind of followed mentorship on is, hey, someone really important to me said that it's always valuable to remind those in your life who have impacted my own. I thought of you. How have you been? And so it's kind of that idea of, hey, just wanted to let you know, you've added value to me sometime in my life. And someone important to me has reminded me how important it is to tell you that. And I have gotten so many people that have just been floored by that. Like, oh my gosh, thank you. You have no idea how much I needed to hear that today. Blah, 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 blah. Like I've had a lot of people who that's meant the world to ended up only being maybe three or four conversations both ways, like three or four texts both ways, but you still added value to that person And who knows where they were that day. So those are two big ones. Um, If there's someone a little closer, just checking in. Hey, man. Hey, girl. Just checking in. It's been a couple weeks. been a couple months. Are things still going okay? Or, and I'll say this is the last one, something I'll find is as you're scrolling through Facebook, I actually, I was having a conversation with um, Jared Bright about this. He, he said, you know, instead of just having a general reach out, say something very specific. So if I'm on Facebook and I scroll through and I'm seeing posts that are either heartfelt or based off work or something that is near and dear to that person, I will PM them, send them a personal message on Facebook or a text if I know them well. If you know them well, I suggest a text. It's a a lot more personal, and it, it says that you went out of your way, you got out of Facebook, got into your messages, and actually took the time to talk to them. So I'll do that, and then I'll give them a specific message that had to do specifically on what they posted about and ask them a question about it. Say, hey, man, saw your post. I agree. I disagree. Wow, it's hard that you went through that. Are you doing okay? Like you use specific things that are going on in their life, and you're, like I said, creating value, showing that you care, and being genuine. So those are kind of some conversation starters. As far as um, how you kind of blend from those initial conversations into phone calls, that's where I kind of leverage who we're connected with. Um, and that normally comes – that normally comes um, – Sorry, they're talking. Just a second. I can't focus. Um, that normally comes after you've really established some, some conversation. What I've really worked on recently, and I'm wrapping up, but what I've worked on recently is when you think that you need to g- – this is something Mark said. When you think you need to give the football away, in other words, open a door, go one or two questions deeper. So when you're in conversation via text or even if you get to a phone call, if you see all those things lining up, go one more question. Make one more statement. Get a little, get as deep as you can get without it being obnoxious and holding on to that football so that it makes sense to open a door for them. A a lot of what I struggled with Um, was opening those doors prematurely and people not feeling like they earned it where in my head I'm like but they're the right fit and they would do great but on their end as humans we want all the information we're very skeptical we're not we're guilty until proven innocent for the most part Um, and we're seen as weak if we don't we're not protecting ourselves so even when you know that it would be a good fit it's keeping that healthy balance and that healthy, I guess you could almost say wall there, that creates that pull that uh, Matt will talks all all the time about in his audios. Um, so that's just a couple things. Did you have any thoughts or anything you wanted to share? Okay.
4: Um,
2: so we can open the floor for questions. That's kind of my initial initial thoughts.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I really like that.
2: that
4: really
0: cool. Yeah. So yeah, If you have any questions, definitely go ahead and ask, ask them.
4: I don't have any specific questions, but that was very helpful. Um, I like the idea because I think we're all the same way as in we think, like, you know, everybody has the potential to be a friend, but never thinking about that when approaching business conversations. They don't have to start with the intent of being a business right. conversation that's good that's good and i will go back to that thing you said about asking people how you can pray for them the first person that ever asked me that was your wife i'm just delightful aren't
3: i <laughs> just a piece. i'm
4: just teasing
3: well no it was cool because you know, as we go through this business, uh, you know, and, and being early on in marriage, like, you know, we're we're learning a lot about each other, um, and a lot about stuff. But that I I took his example because I watched how it blessed people when he did that. And I wanted to do that with other people I cared about. So I reached out to y'all and you. So I followed. That's awesome. People. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. That's awesome. awesome. So any questions, Jordan? Chris? Yeah.
1: I mean, for my part. I guess my run into things is like I get really invested in talking about them and so the part where you said, you know, let them ask questions about you I feel like I get I get very invested in just find out more about them, find out more about them, and I never really let them like turn around and give into me. And I'm I'm just wondering what's the best way to transition from that type of a conversation into, like, I did it the other night with Mark, but, like, getting to that point where you're like, hey, I'd really like to sit down and, like, talk with you.
2: Yeah, so I guess something I've learned, and this was just a personal hard lesson, no matter how competent, and Gro- Walt's well, Gro- well, one of my favorite guys to listen to, so I reference him a lot. But, um, something that he has said and a couple other, uh, diamonds have mentioned and rubies have mentioned is this idea of no matter how successful you get, how knowledgeable you are, you still can't provide too much credit to yourself. And so so when I started struggling was when I tried to do it all on my own, set my own meetings and like, I'm the head honcho. Um, and when I started getting more results was when I started talking about the men and women that had been changing my life. And for example, it happened today. I'm talking to one of the bodybuilders I met when I went to Omaha last year. And, um, I mentioned, so we got into, into mindset and I said, dude, like, I don't meet a ton of people who think like that. How did you, where did you learn that? And nine times out of ten, it's a person that they learned it from. And so he told – and that's what he said, literally textbook cancer. He said he had a guy that was a couple years older than him when he was in high school that showed him how to work out, showed him how to train, and told – and showed him that you can have fun doing it. And so I said, dude, it's it's crazy that you say that because – there are just some people in my life that have just completely transformed how I think about things. And I totally relate to what you're saying. And so you're not only saying how it's affected you, but you're showing that you're relating to what they've said and that there's that common ground. And so once, once that common ground is established, then we raise them to higher ground by talking more about who we know. Um, and so once I, I got to that point, Um, I asked him one or two more questions. I was really tempted to open the door there. But anytime I have that reactive instinct, that is my flag that I need to ask one more question. And so I asked one or two more questions and we ended up getting to a point where I said, you know, honestly, the people I'm around that I mentioned, they think a lot like you. And I know they always appreciate hearing from people that think like them. I can't make any promises, but um, you know, I might be able to get you connected with them. And long story short, got to the, the end of the conversation and, and mentioned mentorship and his mind mentorship was coaching. And so and mind you, I was two by twoing with Alan this whole time. Um was screenshotting. Alan saw the whole conversation and when he asked me, well, what kind of mentorship? I had a knee-jerk reaction and wanted to write something, but instead, screenshotted Alan. Alan said, well, make sure he understands what mentorship even is. And it turns out he didn't. He thought mentorship was coaching. And so I had to reset his mind on what mentorship is, and he had never been exposed to what real mentorship was. He was like, oh, my gosh. I've... He literally was like, no, I've never had anything like that. And that's where we're at in the conversation. I let things sit. I'll probably text him in the morning. But the, I guess the point is because you were saying that your struggle, Jordan, was getting to where you can actually sit down. And you want to make sure before they sit down that they understand how important your mentor is to you and how they've changed your life. And the value that there would be in actually getting connected to those people and if you feel that uncomfortable, like almost grabby sensation, that's when you just take a breath and you just pass it up. In other words, you just exemplify your mentors and the value that it would be to sit down with them and then it takes all the pressure off of you of having to look or say a certain thing.
4: I like that pass it up. That's about
0: when go. Awesome. Any other questions?
1: All right. All All right. right. Oh, well. Um, I had one.
0: Good. Go ahead.
4: Go ahead. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's where I learned <laughs> it, guys. <Asian>
0: duplication. Duplication.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, if you come, if it comes back to you, uh, we'll talk about it, or maybe we'll save it for maybe at the uh, info session or the uh, group evaluation. So, but we'll move on a little bit here, um, kind of segue. Uh, and I and like just like Tony said, I can't gratify myself, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I will say that um, I everything that I've done, I've learned from Alan. Um, I've had the luck and the luxury of actually being literally in this man's back pocket for the last two to three years as he started to develop the team that you guys see now. Um, And it's crazy that we're now at this point where we're actually starting uh, to go through the process that, you know, everybody talks about, oh, the process, the process. And Jordan can attest to this. This was not the process at the beginning. Uh, but even so, ironically, Alan was doing this process. Alan was the unicorn out of everybody else who was just putting in people and doing the turnstop thing and just bringing people in, let them go, bringing people in, let them go, and having that big turnover. Alan was the only person who was actually doing this type of process back then. So, I saw it from the very beginning. Like when I started this process now is the same way I started back then. So that gives me a lot of uh, belief in it because I saw how it affected me. Um, and then I also saw how it affected my team and how, how it, how it progressed and how it evolved basically. Um, so what I want to do is I'm going to kind of talk to you about the mindset that I got from him and how it have helps me um, have conversations and go through this process with, with people and the mindset that it's given me when I talk to people. Um, and again, I'm not going like, to try to edify myself. I want to just let you guys know this is honestly stuff that I learned from Alan. Like this is just watching Alan and sitting there in a, a meeting with Alan and learning his poise and learning how he does things. Um, so the first thing is there's a mentality you've got to have that is not very, it's not easy to have, especially in the beginning, because you're still trying to figure things out, but you can grow into it. You can develop it. It's a call. It's called relaxed confidence. Um, and what that is is basically being able to feel like I've got all of the I've got all the all the all the marbles in my pocket pocket, and they want them, so I know what I have. I'm give it to them. Oh, you guys there? Everybody there?
1: Yeah. I think we did. We what? lose
0: someone.
2: Lost Adam again. Ah, uh. <laughs> he'll come back. He'll figure it out.
0: They can click back in just use that link again. Um, but, um, yeah, relax confidence. Uh, basically having that, having, knowing that I have something special that they want and I can give it to them, but I'm not just going to give it to them willy nilly. It's just not going to happen because they want it. You gotta, you gotta show me that it's worth my time to give it to you. Um, And by that, I'm not talking about me or anything I got going on. It's just kind of like Tony was saying. It's really access to my mentors. And I value Alan's time so much because I saw how much time this man puts in and stuff. And I'm just going to say this just so you guys kind of know this. Um, I watched Alan come to Manhattan an hour, uh, two hours out of his way every, like, I think it was every – was it Tuesday we had our info our, our group evaluation, Jordan? Or was yeah, it Thursday? right now, Thursday. Thursday. He would drive two hours out of his way after work, mind you. I mean, he still had the same hours that he has now. So, 5 o'clock, he'd get off work, drive two hours, be there at 7 o'clock. Right? Our group evaluation starts at 8 o'clock. Sit there for 30 minutes and eat something because he hadn't eaten all day. Then he'd go into the group evaluation, sit with us and any new people. And sometimes we had nobody. It would just be me and Jordan. And he'd still come all the way down there. And he'd sit there in the group evaluation with us till it was over. Afterwards, then ask us to go hang out at IHOP, sit with him again, let him eat a little something. And it's now 11 o'clock. And he still has to drive two hours to get back meaning he hasn't seen his wife or his kids and he really hasn't had any sleep because the night before he was talking with Paul all night or doing something like that. I remember even driving back with him sometimes and I saw him so tired, I said, pull over, I'll drive. So that type of servitude puts a lot of Um, value to me in him. You you know, I'm not letting anybody just talk to Alan. That's not happening. Because you don't deserve it if you're not really willing to put in the work. So when I sit down with somebody and I have a conversation with them, I'm not necessarily necessarily, uh, screening to get them in the business to give them an opportunity i'm screening them to see if it's worth the time for Alan to put into you because i'm not going to waste any more of his time if that makes sense that's and a- it doesn't mean oh, go, go ahead i'm sorry no i just uh,
3: that's such a great perspective i love that
0: and 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 that's And that's one of the hugest things for me when I have conversations with people. And it doesn't mean that I don't value that person. Just like Tony said, I always have that conversation and give value to that person, too, because I feel like that's what we are. We are the salt of the earth. So when we actually God put us on this earth to season this earth. So we are the difference. So when somebody comes in and they're feeling dreary and down, I uplift them. Definitely. So it's not like I'm rude about it, but I also really am paying attention to if they literally would value what I have to offer, an access to an Allen, and access to a Paul. And in fact, you know what's even, even deeper? An access to a Tony and Katie, an access to a Jordan and Christy. And access to an Adam a Chris. Like these, everybody around you has some value. Do you want to mess up that value by bringing in a plague? So that's what I do when I'm having a conversation. I'm having a conversation to ask the questions to find out, are are we on the same page? Or am I going to bring somebody in here that's going to pollute the water that we have right now? Because I don't need that around an Allen who's giving me everything. I don't need that around a Tony who's going to be exceptional in his life. I don't need that around a Jordan who's got amazing goals. But it doesn't mean that you don't have value. It doesn't mean that you might not be in the right place. It's really more a question of are you trying to go to the right direction? Like, are you – like, one of the biggest questions that Alan has always instilled to me to ask when I sit down with people and start talking with people is, um, so what are, you, what are your plans or goals? What are you planning to do in the next five years? And what have you started doing to get there? See, the thing is, I used to think of that as, like, why would you ask people that? But really what it's doing is it's giving them a chance to prove to you that they're not just – all talk because there's a lot of people who say, "Yeah, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah, I want to meet somebody successful. Yeah, I want to do all that stuff." Like, like Tony says, you talk about your you talk about your upline or, and the people around you, and who wouldn't want to meet them? But do they deserve it? Like, do they really are they really meaning it? Because if they're saying, "Yeah, I want to meet them," everybody wants to meet. Alan. everybody wants to be trust me everybody wants to meet paul but the question is do they do they mean what they're saying like is is paul's word going to fall on infertile soil because if it's not going to fall in fertile soil it's pointless for me to introduce you to him and that's the mentality i have with every conversation with somebody and it's again, it's not rude. It's not me saying, not being, being overconfident or cocky or, or rude. It's me being understanding what I have in value and understanding that it's not to be wasted. Um, and also with that, I still have the same principles that Tony says. He has exactly that. I still build value in the person that I'm talking to. Even if they don't get an opportunity, uh, even if I don't offer them anything, even if I don't drop the message, I still give them value. Like there was a young lady earlier this week um, I I was sitting down with at work and uh, she had uh, we had been uh, because I'm in a class now for a new job. And in the class, they talked about the book Thinking Grow Rich. And I said, "Oh yeah, I've read that book, Thinking We're Rich." And then in the middle of it, I kind of brought up, "Oh, there's a new kind of version of it, a kind of a sequel called Three Feet from Gold, and it's really good. It kind of is like a new age version of that." And and everyone's like, "Oh, that's cool. That's cool." But she was the only one who, during the middle of the break, came up to me. You, you talked about a book. What was that book about? And I said, "Oh, well, if you're really interested in it, I might I might give you that book." So. The next day, I had an extra copy. I brought it to work and gave it to her and said, Hey, read it. I didn't give her, you know, the go giver. I didn't sit down and have a meet and greet with her. I just saw somebody who was hungry. And I said, Well, if I'm eating, I can feed you too. But as soon as I did that, it wasn't necessarily going. Hey, I'm giving you access to the the kingdom and the door, and I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you to Paul. And no, that wasn't it. It was more like, Hey, I got something you can have too, and let's see where your head is about that. Because I continue the conversation throughout the week. We've been talking. She's still reading the book, and I even said, Let's sit down and uh, have a conversation. But she didn't have time in her schedule to do so. Now, with Tony's conversation earlier, I'm going to add this in. It doesn't mean that she's not a valuable person. doesn't mean that she can't come down the line a year from now, six months from now, and say, hey, yeah, the the opportunity you were talking about, I'm interested in. So I didn't spoil the seed that I had just planted by saying anything negative and saying, oh, well, you don't want to sit down with me. forget it. No, I let her read the book. She's still reading the book. She doesn't have time to sit down and talk about anything yet. And we're going to remain friends and I'm going to continue to sow positivity in her life. But right now the value isn't there enough for her to sit down with me and possibly get access to Paul or Morgan or Alan or Jasmine. So that discernment came over me and I said, well, I'm not going to drop the message now. But I still talk to her. And that's what I mean by kind of pay attention and learn the person and kind of uh, have that, uh, I guess, that relaxed confidence. I didn't jump at the angle as soon as she said, oh, yeah, I want to read that book. And then say, hey, let me drop a in. Let me tell you about another book. I didn't do that. I did ask her if she wanted to meet and talk some, t- some other time about some other things and all that stuff. And as soon as she said she didn't have the time, I realized, okay, it's not the time. So it's all right. The value's not there. That's cool. Maybe later on. But I also I have the confidence to realize that the ball's in my court. So I can take my ball and go go back home and I'm cool and you you can keep reading the book and we'll talk and I'll keep bringing value but I still have I still have the ball, and that's kind of what you got to have the mentality you gotta have when you're having conversations when you're meeting people when you're sitting down with people even in your A and B list. It's not necessarily that you're cocky or that you know something more than they do, or you're better than them. It's more or less that you, you have something valuable. Like, I mean, ask yourself just in a few months or a year, has this changed your life? And if it has, do you feel like you just want to give that away to anybody? I sat back and I, I did a reevaluation of my life over the last three or four years since I've gotten this organization. And I am and I realized there were some people that I even tried to put in this business. And I sit back and go, no, nah, they don't really deserve that yet. They haven't earned that. And that's kind of how you have to have it. You got to have that mentality. And yes, I understand. It does take time to build that and grow that. It does take time. I get it. You got to start believing and knowing what you have. You got to start being around the environment more. Your life has to change a little bit. But the faster you can get to that and the better you can actually start realizing that you actually have the golden egg in your hand and you don't just want to drop that and give that to anybody, the better it is for you and your organization and now you can start building value on what it is you have because you know you've got gold. So I don't need – I'm not trying to give anybody my gold unless they deserve it. And they want a piece of it because they want to work hard for it. Does that all make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, okay. That's awesome,
3: Mark. Thank you for sharing that.
2: Raw baby.
0: That's awesome, good, good. Anybody got any questions? I mean, like I ask questions. To everybody else, anybody
1: got questions? No, I mean your part. Your part's mostly a mentality, you know. Like, uh, definitely just understanding the the power of what what's changed in your life. I think one of the things a lot of us forget as we start to go down this path is that. We change dramatically, sometimes right up front a lot. And then after that, you know, it's incremental. Anytime something changes incrementally, you're used to it. Like you're very like, well, this is who I am now. But I mean, just look back like one year, look back five months at where you were and realize the progress that you've made because of this, um, this association, like the people that you've been around, that progress, that's what's huge. That's
0: what's, um, undeniable, you know? Right. And that's, and that's, and ultimately what I'm saying, yeah, it's a mentality. You're right, Jordan. But Ultimately what I'm saying is that mentality is your power in your conversation. I think a lot of people, because uh, me and Alan talked about this before we had this meeting. He asked me to to make sure I brought this up and talked about this. And one of the things he brought up is, like, I think a lot of people think there's, a, or there's some type of trick to do to in the brain process. And there isn't. The only real trick is that I know what I have as far as the people backing me in the power that I have around
1: me. Yeah.
0: That is your trick right there. That you have an amazing organization, great people around you, and what they've done for you in your life, you and offer that to somebody else. But only if they deserve it. If that makes sense. So, awesome, awesome. Any more questions before I end it, or
3: no, thank you, everybody,
0: for sharing. That was awesome. Awesome. Good, good. All right, guys. Um, one last thing before I let everybody go. Um, Invictus is coming up. Um, everything's all set. Jordan, you got, you, you put the hotel, you, your team, in your name, right? No, you never sent me a link. Oh, okay. I'll send you that link tonight. But Jordan's going to have his own hotel. I've got a hotel for um, us. I- And we can split up girls into a room and guys into a room, two couples in one room, the rest of the team in the other room. Right now, we're working on having a group of 10 people there. This includes um, Chris, um, also, everybody's going to be there, including Logan, too. Uh, So, Looking at is, I uh, will pricing for the hotel room. We're looking at probably about fifty dollars a person, so it's not even going to be a big of a deal. Um, we're going to look at what we're going to do as far as driving there, since we're going to St. Louis. Uh, realistically, if people want to drive, again, we want to do a van thing again because I do. I believe we we all enjoyed the van situation last time. I would love us to all kind of try to be in the same uh, band, but we're also going to be in the same hotel room. But uh, we're going to figure all that stuff out. I'll have numbers uh, for us Tuesday to get everything right. Uh, But this is going to be exceptional. Uh, I know we've all gone to conferences already. Some of us have all gone. Lucy hasn't gone rest of the team who's all gone. I'm about to – and I know every time there's a new conference, somebody says, oh, this is going to blow you away. But Jordan – ask Jordan when you're at – at a, when we're at the next group evaluation, ask Jordan how much it, it, it blows you away, how different it is. I'm just going to tell you that the biggest difference for me is this big conference also – Compact the fact that it's just Paul's team, so it's and and if you know Paul and Tony, I know you know Paul and Paul where his heart is, and you know what I mean by that. The floodgates are about to open. That you know what that means. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be huge for new people. Um, so, What's all this static right now? Oh, I, I'm not sh- sure what static's going on. I didn't hear any.
2: I've only heard like uh, every, the word you've said for the past five. Same.
0: Days. I can only um,
2: ever hear
1: like you're like. Er, adada, er.
0: I don't know. I'm sorry. Kind um, of.
3: Also, can you can Mark? just mm-hmm. just because I process information a little bit differently, would you mind sending out a messaging app just about all of the details for Invictus, when money is due, what hotel we're doing, how like just with details, would you mind sending that here in the next week?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Awesome, uh, like thank said, you. Me and Jordan are going to get there um, as far as teams and all that stuff, and then we'll uh, put all the uh, the numbers together, and yeah, we'll send that out.
3: Thank you so much.
2: Hey, Mark, Logan here. Um, you have to have 300 PV to qualify, correct? Yes. Is there a specific date, or just by the the moment you walk in the doors, you got to have 300?
0: Um, well, we're not going to the 30th, which is the last day of the month. So, the 30th, basically. Okay. Uh, now, keep in mind, um, I'm sure Tony's probably talked to you about this. There's different ways of getting your 300. Um, Obviously, buying it is one way. Uh, But the other thing is, you could also get another part started. Uh, Another part started who actually does 150 PV too, your 300. Uh, So, uh, first thing I would also, I'd implore you to do, since you just heard some good talks from Jordan, get pick that man's brain about customer volume. Because if you can get some more customer volume, that makes it that much easier for you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jordan's Jordan's uh, dialogue definitely helped me a lot, especially with um, just the sampling products and things of that nature. And yeah, and then even me and you, since we're about to work at the same place, we'll be able to talk a lot too. So.
0: For sure, for sure. So, uh, any other questions? Anything else anybody wants to say now? We're good. All right, man. This was awesome. I'm gonna go back listen to the record. and uh, if I can, I'm gonna try to get it out to everybody, and uh, you know, go from there. So,
2: cool. cool. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you.
3: Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. You guys have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <George>.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> <George>. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. <laughs>